Hi, I'm Pastor Daniel, and welcome to Edge Church Podcast. To get connected, visit our website, edgechurch.co.za, or send us a WhatsApp on 076-032-3664. Say hi, and we will connect with you. Our full services can be found on our YouTube channel, but enjoy listening to the sermon. Well, greetings to you all online, and best wishes to you. On this, the very first Sunday of the year of our Lord, 2020. From Barbie and I and the the leadership of Edge Church, we wish to extend this warm greeting and a special prayer for you as you face the challenges of 2022. A year that God would meet with you and walk with you through some of the challenges. I trust you've had a wonderful time over Christmas, connecting with family and friends. That's the height of my Christmas. The kids getting together, the grandchildren, and just being able to be in a space of connecting in the special season that Christ came to earth, our Christmas season. However, Bobby and I are also very mindful, deeply aware of those who are grieving at this time and over the season of Christmas, grieving the loss of a loved one. That seat at the Christmas table that was not occupied this year. Our hearts went up to you and out to you, and we lifted up a prayer before God on a regular basis, praying that God would surround you with His tender mercies and strengthen And comfort you. May God give you all the grace that you need in the season of your life. Well, I love the theme of our Advent series. It was so exciting. I loved every service. The thrill of hope. When we looked at the humans of Christmas and how they experienced Christmas and how they experienced the birth of our Savior. We looked at Joseph Jesus' earthly father, Simeon, the old man who waited in anticipation for the Messiah, for Mary and Joseph and their journey and the detours that they experienced. And then on Christmas Day, we celebrated, enjoyed, and engaged and experienced this wonderful day that Jesus came to earth and brought us hope. He brought us peace, the hope of peace. But today I shift gear and continue with the heart that I do believe is in the burden of your leadership here at its church. It's about living in hope for 2020. You see, one of my all-time favorite films is Shawshank Redemption. In fact, some critics have called it the best film ever made. The storyline is about Andy Dufresne, a young banker who is wrongly found guilty for the murder of his wife and her lover. And he's sentenced to prison to serve a two-life sentence sentence, meaning he would never come out. And knowing that he was innocent is what took him into a place of how he had to face this 
hopeless situation. See, as he entered the prison and prison gates shut closed, he was stripped of all his freedom. But there was something that Andy Dufresne held on to was a hope. In prison, he develops a friendship with Red, a fellow inmate, and noticed how Red had lost all hope. And he noticed around him how the prisoners were just living and existing to get through another day. No hope. They were living in a place of despair. In an interaction with Andy, Red leans over and says to him, Andy, hope is a dangerous thing. It can drive a man crazy in this place, this prison. Hope has no use in this place that you are trapped in. And then he looks for a moment and says, they send you here for life. And that's exactly what they take. They take your life. You see, Red was living in a place of despair. I want you to watch a clip from this film, a short interaction that continues this conversation between Andy and Red. Pay careful attention. There's a secret and a deep meaning in their conversation. Watch on screen. I think he'll ever get out of here. Me? Yeah. One day, when I got a long white beard and two or three marbles rolling around upstairs, they let me out. I'll tell you where I'd go. Zuatanil. 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 It's in Mexico. A little place on the Pacific Ocean. You know what the Mexicans say about the Pacific? See, it has no memory. That's where I want to live the rest of my life. A warm place with no memory. Open up a little hotel. Right on the beach. Buy some worthless old boat and fix it up new. Take my guests out. Charter fishing. Say what to nail. In a place like that, I could use a man that knows how to get things. I don't think I could make it on the outside, Andy. I've been in here most of my life. I'm an institutional man now. It's like Brooks was. Well, you underestimate yourself. I don't think so. In here, I'm the guy who can get things for you, sure, but outside, all you need is the yellow pages. I wouldn't even know where to begin. Pacific Ocean, 
About scare me to death, something that big. Not me. I didn't shoot my wife, and I didn't shoot her lover. Whatever mistakes I made, I paid for them, and then some. That hotel, that boat, I don't think that's too much to ask. I don't think you ought to be doing this to yourself, Andy. This is just pipe dreams. I mean, Mexico is way to hell down there, and you're in here, and that's the way it is. Yeah, right. That's the way it is. It's down there, and I'm in here. I guess it comes down to a simple choice, really. Get busy living. You get busy dying. Get busy living or get busy dying. That's right. The tagline Simply choose get living or get busy dying. That's what Andy was seeing. People not living, but just busy dying. And he understood why. Because they'd lost hope. The truth is, Andy kept living because he lived with a hope, not despair. In spite of his circumstances, he believed and held on to this one truth. I'm an innocent man. And you know that for 20 years of his first part of his sentence, every night, regardless of how he felt, Andy used a small tool to carve out a tunnel in the wall, of the wall rather, of the cell that he was trapped in. Finally, he escapes to Mexico. Movie has a great ending. Read his friend, now an old man, joins him after his release. And it ends with him on the shore of the sea. This beautiful scene of hope, even in Red's old age, there was hope. You see, that story, as I told you in the beginning, is a picture of someone who had hope and someone who had lost hope. Someone who had a living hope and someone who was just busy dying. As we face 2022, I believe God would invite you. God would call you to live and have a living hope. To live your lives not imprisoned by hopelessness and despair. You see, it's easy to lose hope. Sometimes my quota of hope just runs out. When I look at circumstances and situations, maybe you feel that way. Your life. Look at your marriage your job, the circumstances that you find yourself in. But can I ask you to pause with me for the next few moments 
as we look to God and His Word and see what He speaks to us about embracing and holding on to a living hope in our lives as we face 2022. I'm going to read three verses that speak of hope from the Bible. I want you to be open and let the Holy Spirit just take His Word and allow it to speak to you. Holy Spirit taking His Word and finding good soil in your heart. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In God's great mercy, He has caused us to be born again into a living hope because Jesus Christ rose from the dead. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 19. We have this hope, an anchor for our soul, and a steadfast which reaches inside behind the curtain of the unknown. Romans chapter 15 and verse 13. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in Him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Would you stay with me for a few moments as I leave you with a few thoughts from these verses. Number one, I want you to notice the power of hope. Paul, excuse me, Peter is writing to refugees fleeing for their life, persecuted. Their situation looks hopeless, but I want to remind you how he starts to address them. He starts by saying, praise be to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, and in God's great mercy has caused us to be born again, listen to what he says, into a living hope. All because Jesus rose from the dead. Folk, the source of our hope is not in you trying to pluck up some courage. The source of our hope is not getting some good news. The source of our hope and the power of our hope, the power of this living hope, is that Jesus Christ rose from the dead and overcame the greatest barrier that man has ever overcome. You know, people say, where there's life, there's hope. But you know, this is also true. Where there's hope, there's life. People start living when they have a hope. Because Jesus rose from the dead, the disciples who were despairing and saw him crucified had lost their hope. In fact, they had locked themselves behind doors. They were afraid. They stopped dreaming, stopped believing. In fact, they were filled with fear. I love what the psalmist captures and it says, paralyzed with fear. But he rose from the dead and he appears to them. And they turn around to be men of courage, but not only courage, men of hope. I love those 
two disciples walking along the road to Emmaus. One of my favorite passages, Luke 24. And as they're walking, Jesus appears to them and they don't notice him. And all of a sudden they start talking. And Jesus said, what are you talking about? And they tell him, we had hoped this was our Messiah. But they had lost hope. And when they recognized it was Jesus, they began to embrace hope. That's the source. That's the power. Not just some mind over matter. Truth over death. Life over death. One of the great theologians said, hope for the human spirit is what oxygen is for the human body. Now I'm dating myself, <coughs> excuse me, when I quote this song we sang in the 70s when I first became a follower of Jesus, but I used to sing it with gusto. And I'm not going to sing over the screen today. Relax. <laughs> because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future, life is worth the living. Because he lives. Because he lives, we have hope that enables us to face the challenges of life. To show up every day in the place that we are. To show up in our marriage, to be there for our children. Hope enables us to keep standing in a world of despair. I, I read to you the Hebrew passages. We have a hope as an anchor for our soul, sure and steadfast. I shared with you the story some months ago of Dr. Edith Eager, a Holocaust survivor who greatly encouraged me when I read her story. Survived watching her parents and her family taken into the gas chambers and witnessing their death. This is what she said. It was hope that enabled me to live and survive. And to live in the present and the future, not the past with all its horrors. Can I ask you to cling to this today? There is a hope. It's a living hope. The source of that hope is Jesus. There is power in hope. But I must be honest and open with you and be transparent. There's also pain in hope. You see, there are times when hopes get crushed. The psalmist says, Lord, do not let my hope be crushed. When all that you hope for comes tumbling down all around you, you hoped and you prayed and you even fasted, it didn't work over. Now, I've been sitting in the book of Mark the last few weeks, very stirred by the ministry of Jesus Christ after he declared his kingdom had come and he was going to live out the kingdom values. His disciples in John chapter 4 listened to the principles of the kingdom. They witness him doing miracles. They are stirred by the words he teaches. They bring hope. They bring faith. They see him calming the raging storm as they're about to drown in a boat. They see him still the, the waves and the wind. They see him heal a demon-possessed man. And then in chapter 5, I paused and stayed for 
almost a week just reading the same passage. Let me read to you in chapter 5, verse 21. Jesus got into the boat again and went to the other side of the lake where a large crowd gathered around him on the shore. Then a leader of the local synagogue, whose name was Jairus, arrived. When he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet, pleading fervently with him. My little daughter is dying, he said. Please come and lay your hands on her, heal her, so she can live. And Jesus went with him and all the people followed. A desperate man throws all his hope at Jesus' feet. He's looking to Jesus. And Jesus agrees to go with him to his house. But I want you to notice the passage goes on and we're not going to read all of that. But I can uh, give you the narrative of this whole incident. As Jesus is making his way, a lady interrupts him that he doesn't know. She touches the hem of his garment. She's a woman of desperate need. She's been suffering much for over 12 years of an illness. And she just says, I want to reach out and just touch his hem of his garment. And she's healed it. Jesus now begins to interact with this woman. And as you read it, you think, and Jairus? What about him? And his daughter? You see, there was a delay. And when you read the narrative of this passage, verse 35 says, While he was still speaking to her, speaking of the woman, Jesus healed, messages arrived from the home of Jairus, the leader of the synagogue, and they told him, Your daughter's dead. There's no use troubling the teacher now. But Jesus overheard that. He said to Jairus, Don't be afraid. Just have faith. Jairus' daughter dies. There's pain. You see, sometimes we hope and there are great delays. We cry, Lord, Lord, why, when? And then you have a living hope. You also face at times disappointments. Things just don't work out the way you hoped it would. And sadly, at that point, many slip into a place of despair. And when you're in that place of despair, you give up hope. You spiritually, emotionally just turn away. I want you to hear that Jesus overheard the comments. He's overhearing your cries. He's overhearing your burden. He's overhearing it. And yet, he's saying to you, I see, I hear your pain. And then he says to you, these words that he said to Jairus, don't be afraid. Just have faith. You see, when you're living in faith, and when you're living in hope, there are disappointments. There are delays. And when you're living with hope, you will be called to be patient. That's something we're not very good at. We want everything to change in one day prayer. Listen to what the Bible teaches about patience. In patience in the Bible speaks about waiting on God's timing. Letting God do it His way in His time. James writes, brothers and sisters, be patient. A farmer 
patiently wait for his valuable crop to grow from the earth and for it to receive the autumn spring rains. You too must be patient. Don't give up hope. Abraham, the father of what we would refer to as our faith, waited patiently for a promise that he would have a son. Listen to his story, Romans chapter 4. Even when there was no hope, excuse me, even when there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping, believing that he would become the father of many nations because that's what God promised. Even though at about a hundred years of age he figured his body was as good as dead, and so was Sarah, his wife's womb. But Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. He was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promised. I want you to pause with me here. There is power in hope that keeps you moving. But there's also pain. It requires patience. Patience means trusting and waiting on God and his timing. You see, we hold on to the promise that anchors our soul because it's the promise given to us by the one who cannot break a promise. I love what Isaiah says, the Lord of hosts, the Lord's heavenly armies has sworn his oath. It will happen as I planned. It will be as I decided. The Lord's heavenly armies has spoken. You who can change his plans when his hand is raised? Who can stop him? You see, God is always at work. He asks you to believe in the power that he's able because he raised his son. He says, in the pain, I'm with you. Jairus, I was delayed. You were disappointed. But Jairus, don't despair. Jairus, don't be afraid. Just believe. Have patience. Wait on me. What I said will come to pass. That's the anchor. I want to close. I want to leave a verse for you to take into 2022. It's anchored in hope. It's Romans chapter 8, verse 28. One of the first verses I learned as a young Christian a very long time ago. Let me read it to you. We know that all things work together for good. For those who love God, who are called according to His purpose. Will you trust God and stay loving Him? Let Him love you in your struggle. Let Him walk with you when you feel like quitting. Let Him come to you. Will you let Him love you and will you love Him? And then will you stay true to the purposes that he's called you to fulfill on life's earth? Will you stay true to this purpose? You are my son whom I am pleased in, or my daughter. Follow me. Remember God loves you. That he's always about his work even though you can't see it. And he'll always 
do and bring to completion what he has promised. We do have a living hope. Facing 2022, will you sit with a living hope giver, Jesus Christ? Would you close your eyes? Maybe you've not received Jesus into your life. Maybe you've become cold and disheartened and you're despairing and you simply just going through the motions. Jesus wants to come to you today. And he promises, I will walk with you and I'll stand with you in the challenges of 2022. When you face the unknowns. Would you say this prayer after me if you desire to follow Jesus? Jesus, I give my life to you today. As it is, I receive you and I want to follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Make contact with our church office. The numbers will come up on the screen. We love you. God bless you. He goes with you in 2022. Amen.